welcome to another episode of Alcoholics with Terrain Myricks. I am Terrain Myricks. I am joined by frequent flyer friend of the pod, um, Katrina Myricks. How are you? I'm great. I'm really glad that you're so. All happy. right, cool. I don't want to hear. Nope. No. 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 We're done. We're so done with. Bad um, Can I just say, I here's here's what happened this time. Um, and I'm going to name drop, fuck it. I asked Eddie Collins if he was doing anything today, and he's like, no. But then, neither of us talked to each other today. So, so I blame you. Under, cool. I mean, that's fair if you want to yeah. do that. You know, I mean, it's not true. It's not my fault entirely. Yeah, it's, fault. it's like half and half. Asking someone if they're doing something right. today and then not saying... Hey, do you want to do this thing? No, 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 sorry. No, let me let me backtrack. I didn't give you all the information. I asked him. I said, hey, he said I he wanted to do the podcast. I'm like, are you doing anything tomorrow? And he said, no. And I'm like, okay, let's do it tomorrow. So, he said, let's do it tomorrow? I'm pretty positive I did, yeah. So why don't you just reach out and say, hey. I should have done that. I agree. I, I did make that mistake, specifically. Yeah. Um, but in my defense, uh, I played a show last night, and then I went to... I got I got back here at like six or five forty five. I went to sleep at like six six thirty, uh, and then so things things I just you know had a long day. <laughs> <laughs> had a long day. Um, I want to point out we are drinking uh, uh, vodka vodka and Sprite tonight. Sky, Sky vodka. vodka. Um, I just want to uh, so. Uh, frequent listener Andrew Long, who is going to be on the podcast next week and is fucking awesome, um, he gave me advice on the podcast, which I, I, I took to heart. I think it's awesome. Um, and one of those uh, one of those pieces of advice was, uh, let them know what you're drinking, because that way you might get sponsors. I'm going to go ahead and say it's unlikely Sky Vodka <laughs> is going to fucking sponsor me. Yeah, I don't and, think it's I don't think it's going to happen either, and I will say, um, like, regardless if they sponsor me or not, I'm still going to buy it if it's the cheapest yeah, thing at the man. liquor store. <laughs> well, no, no, no. We don't buy the cheapest vodka. Well, right, because then we'd the be drinking Pinnacle, and we this if we drank Pinnacle, this podcast would be a lot different. Oh. <laughs> Do you remember in college when yep. we were first buying alcohol, and we're like, let's buy a bunch of these Pinnacle-flavored vodka. Oh my god, the flavors look so cool. Ooh, Pinnacle whips, cookie dough. Cookie dough. These are great. Oh, and we like mixed them with cream soda because we were little bitches. Um, <laughs> and it was delicious. But then we ran out of our mixers and we're like, well, let's just take let's take shots. shots. They're flavored raw. They're flavored vodka. What could possibly go wrong? The most disgusting experience of my life. I will say this. Oh um, my god. <laughs> Pinnacle will never sponsor us, and honestly, if they offered to, I'd say no. No. <laughs> Does be, it mean we have to drink Pinnacle? I sure, I, I sure that. hope not. <laughs> don't. I don't think anyone should drink Pinnacle. <laughs> if I'm just being really honest, if you're drinking Pinnacle, things aren't going your way. Yeah. So um, we just, we just drink whichever vodka is closest to twenty dollars for a. Is this a handle? Is it a? Fist? Yes, it's a handle. A handle. I don't get fifths of nothing. That's not pinnacle. I got a handle or I get nothing. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, yeah. Uh, don't don't ever drink pinnacle at all. Um, I wanted to start this episode um, with a subject that's not... 
politically minded at all. It's not, it's not a right issue. It's not a left issue. It's just about human decency. I want to talk about the way people drive. Now, I don't know about you, but I think today specifically, <laughs> I've seen about three to four different assholes on the road <laughs> that are doing things that are literally just endangering other people uh-huh. like i went to uh i went to take our kitty cats to the groomer and someone on a very tight street on like main street which is tight it's not like it's not wide we don't have a lot of space person parked and threw their door as wide open as they could. <laughs> so I had to, like, kind of try to drive around their door. And they're just like, nah, it's fine. Um, someone who pulled into a parking lot while I was also driving up a parking lot. I, in the middle of the, in the middle. Not, not like, side to side. They're like, I'm just going to take the fucking middle. And then when they park, they're like, these three spots are mine. <laughs> <laughs> or when leaving when leaving said parking lot and seeing a car decide I gotta turn left now and almost getting destroyed by a truck Evil. though yeah. yeah it was literally like they were less than a feet apart yeah a foot apart, a foot apart. so uh, th- this is honestly this is less like a, this is just a plea to people fucking stop it <laughs> okay stop it drive like human beings don't be the worst this is nonsense this shouldn't be happening and i used to <laughs> i had these like terrible laws that i made up in my head where if you like if you did terrible things behind the road like, sorry behind the wheel like didn't use your turn signal terrible or merge <laughs> Or merge random... No, I'm saying that the punishments I had were pretty terrible. Oh, okay. Like, the, no, those things are good. Use your turn signals. Make sure you properly merge. Make sure you're paying attention. That said, I had, these, I had this thing where I have some road rage, so my response to you not doing that is, I'm like, oh, well, you should be tried, and then when you're convicted, someone should shoot you in the chest. <laughs> uh... <laughs> and... And I, after watching, um, (laughs) on a trip, uh, back home, I believe it was, after watching a car get cut off and then respond to, sorry, no, no, after watching a car cruise in the left lane and a car try to pass in the right lane. And their, their response to the car cruising in the left lane, which I don't, do not cruise in left lane. Get in the goddamn right lane if you're trying to cruise. Uh, if you're not passing anybody, don't be in the left lane. But <laughs> this uh, this car decided that um, they were going to. Sorry, this pickup truck decided. Well, since they're uh, since the car in the left lane's not, you know, Getting giving any way. giving any give me a chance to pass them. Um, what I'm gonna do is try to run them off the road. (laughs) And that's, I think, the moment where I've realized that maybe my position's a little bit too extreme. (laughs) Maybe, maybe shooting someone in the chest or trying to vehicularly manslaughter them. (laughs) 
<laughs> is not the best call. Yeah, it was really it was really lucky that they tried to run them off the road at like a clearing. Yeah. And not where there's like guardrails. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was so, a bad so time. So the car was able to swerve into the clearing and then get back on the road. That said, I watched that shit for 20 miles. Oh, yeah. So those two cars, I watched them for 20 miles. The pickup truck, the one who tried to murder the other person, they had a child in the car yep. with them. Mm-hmm. And I just want to know what they said to that kid. And they were Canadian. They were Canadian. It yeah. was an Ontario license plate. It was, so, so everyone who's like, oh, Canadians are super nice, ah. Uh, don't let them pass you. Yeah. Let them pass you on the road, or they will try to murder you. It was certainly you. a fun experience watching the truck try to get away from the car, <laughs> and the car keeps speeding up to, to catch, catch the crush, to cr- catch the truck, and then and then, they and then just not they let passed, the truck. Pass. They pass. They ended up passing the truck again, and then they kept them behind them in the left lane some more, and it was hilarious. Yep. Yeah. It was hilarious. So. Just, <laughs> in order to make America better, can we just be cool behind the wheel? <laughs> Let's be cool, guys. Don't do dumb stuff. The Don't. people really seem to forget the amount of people that die in car accidents. Yeah. They're like, oh, let me just quick cut in front of this person, it'll be fine. You don't, you don't think that you're risking your life and that person's life. Well, That's here's crazy. here's another thing because I understand people are like inherently selfish. So yeah. so let's look at it this way: you don't know who you're fucking with on the oh, road. Oh yeah. <laughs> you don't know who you're fucking with. You you may cut somebody off and they may be like, oh honk honk and it's over. They may try to kill you. That's very true. You always act like someone's out to kill you. <laughs> anyway. We're going to go to our first actual politics topic, but I I do want to stress, drive drive like a goddamn human being. <laughs> it's very important to me. I'm actually super furious at people who don't. Anyway, we're going to go back to, we're going to go to our first, honestly, this topic is just as crazy as <laughs> driving like a fucking madman, because I, I didn't think at all, and I was a, I graduated with a political science degree, uh... I didn't think that ever in, in the political science or, or the political realm, I would have to talk about the importance of Omarosa Manigault <laughs> Newman. Oh, my God. I didn't think that that was ever going to be a thing. Well, you didn't think that a reality TV show host was going to be the president, so. Yeah, I did It's I hard didn't. to predict a reality TV show contestant. Becoming a White House staffer and releasing a tell-all book and recording audio. So. Recording audio in the goddamn... In the situation room. <laughs> Not just like, yep. oh, I'm just wandering down the halls recording audio randomly. She's in the situation room. Yep. She's in a secured environment. <laughs> like, a secured environment what within the White House. What should be the most secure environment in the White House? Yeah. Really? Which then begs the question, why the fuck was that meeting in the Situation Room? Yeah. Why was... Specifically the meeting where John Kelly fired Omarosa. Yeah. She taped it, and it took place in the Situation Room. And, right. And if you don't know, the Situation Room is where they coordinate military strikes. Right. 
and like super confidential activities. Like you need you don't specific n- security clearance to even get in there. Yeah, you why don't. Why was Omarosa in there? Yeah, why? Why was that the place where like this is probably where I should fire this employee? The best place to have this meeting where I'm gonna fire somebody. Also, let's not check her for any recording yeah. devices. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. I can't, I, I don't think that Amorosa would do that, so let's just go ahead and bring her in here, and we'll just, can, okay, so, I have multiple feelings about Amorosa. Um, firstly, uh, I, I think I'm in the camp of, like, a lot of people back in the day when it was, you know, the Celebrity Apprentice and Amorosa was, well, or, she was on the oh, original sorry, the, the original Apprentice, I forgot, he hosted, he hosted multiple shows, which is why he's qualified to be the Commander-in-Chief, but anyway, um, she, the, he, uh, she was a part of the Apprentice, and that's why she was famous, and mm-hmm. didn't she not win, right? She didn't that's what win? you said last time. I'm, I have not investigated this. <laughs> I'm pretty positive she did not win. Um, so right, right then and there, I'm like red, red flag number one, (laughs) but, but I just don't know what qualified her to work in the white house in the first place. I mean, that could be said for a lot of the people that Trump appointed to work in the white house. I agree wholeheartedly. I'm not just. She was a part of his campaign and as reward for participating in his campaign, gave her position in the White House. I don't even know what her position was. Do you? I don't remember specifically what her position was. And I honestly, it's crazy. I I, I just, because I don't think that if there there were like, if you're like, just like, all right, I got to hire some people to work in this White House. Um, I don't know. What's Omarosa from the for- <laughs> the former apprentice guest or apprentice ca- contestant? What is she up to? But so now, now we are having this problem where uh, liberals are kind of having like an identity crisis a little bit in in terms of some of these people. Like liberals, we had the we had to deal with the fact that like we hate James Comey and then we love James Comey or wherever you fall in between and then we hate michael cohen and then we love michael cohen and now we're like oh oh we're before like oh yeah morose is terrible and a self-serving prick and blah 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 blah. and now we're like do we love omarosa now too Uh, i what are your thoughts on on the the change between like some of these people where we're like oh they worked for trump and they were villains but now they're standing up so Maybe they're a hero? <laughs> I certainly don't think any of them are heroes. No? No. Um, and I don't think anybody who has a real understanding of what's going on does. Yep. This is similar to the conversation we had in our first podcast about mm. how it was like scumbag versus scumbag versus <laughs> scumbag. Um, Omarosa, certainly, I have no doubt that what she's doing is all opportunist self-serving she's gonna make a ton of money from all this yeah i don't think any of this has anything to do with the right thing this is what gets her money so you don't think in any any capacity any capacity whatsoever that she's doing this because i mean obviously yes i i believe wholeheartedly if she didn't get fired she probably would still be there shilling for the president 
I think that that's just completely, I think that's factual. Uh, sorry, I think that's, in my opinion, that's exactly what would happen. But you don't think, like, you think now, like, that she did get fired because we're in the reality where she did. We're not in the reality where she's still there um, and she's the new host of The Apprentice of the White House and she's firing people herself. <laughs> but um, you you don't think that there's, like, any any part of her at all that's, like, I kind of have to right this wrong I did. No. Do you? No, I don't, <laughs> see, I, I try, I'm trying to play devil's advocate, but I don't, I really don't, no. I don't, because I feel like you can't do that kind of work for that kind of man without knowing who the man is. Yeah, she claims, it's funny, because she claims she didn't realize he was, like, a racist or a misogynist until, like, she got fired, basically. Yeah. Though, though at the same time, she's claiming there's tape of him saying the N-word while The Apprentice was filming. Yeah. So... You can't have it both uh, ways. Yeah, exactly. You can't it's, have it both... It's honestly... It's the same thoughts I have on Michael Cohen, except she actually has evidence to back it up, which is great. She's just doing <laughs> yeah. what is convenient for her now. I do. That's I, that's absolutely what I believe, yeah. and she actually is proof of a lot of things, which is great. Yeah, which backs it up because we believe her because we know the president's a piece of shit. <laughs> um, whoa, hey, whoa! Hey. Don't talk about my president whoa. though. I'm very biased. What are you talking I'm, about? As your guest, your most recent guest said, <laughs> <laughs> I'm very biased. Yeah, see, it's a rough. <laughs> I did never before has one guest called out another guest. I mean, he called me out last episode. Did, oh, Kyle. Jesus Christ. I I think that the best way for this to happen is to have an episode where all of us are on and I don't know, you guys fight until the death or whatever you guys yeah. want to do about it. Um I just want to so so she worked at the White House um uh from what I see her title is like political aide. She was an aide. Okay. She was a White House staffer. She was an aide. She didn't have... I mean, also, sorry, um, director of communications for the Office of Public Liaison. So she had, you know, she had some stature. Um, she was there from from the beginning yep. until a year. So she, she outlasted, you know, Spicer, mm-hmm. Scaramucci. <laughs> she actually had, I think, what? How many how many Scaramucci terms did she have? <laughs> Quite a few. <laughs> Compared to yeah, I think the one funny thing about her term was that it ended shortly after she was married and brought her entire wedding invite list to the White House <laughs> with her. Like she got <laughs> she got married and she brought like all her guests to the White House. Yeah. Okay. Like not planned or any, like nobody knew this was happening. She did just, they all she just showed up? Did with they everybody. all meet the president? No. <laughs> How many guests did she there. bring to it the was White House? Quite a few. Quite so a few. so she brought an extensive list to the yes, White House, and I think that's kind of probably why she got fired. I'm assuming that wasn't yeah. a great call no, to it make. Was not. It's not good. So she went on Meet the Press um, with Chuck Todd, and she was talking about how. Um, John Kelly essentially threatened her mm-hmm. and she played audio of the tape that she was able to record once again 
inside of the fucking situation room, which, personally, I think is crazy. No, it's absolutely crazy. I thought it was fucking crazy. Objectively, it's crazy that she even had access at all to the situation room. <laughs> well, it was where her meeting was. Yeah. She was told, meet me here. <laughs> and that's where it was. Now, I will say, um, um, I believe it's Tommy Vitor from... Uh, Pod Save America slash Pod Save the World uh, did say on one of the, I think it was on an episode, it was something on this with the Pod Save America. Uh, he did say the the meeting itself, like inside of the Situation Room, isn't the security problem. It would be what's said in the meeting. That would be the like the bigger security issue. He's saying that sometimes people like play up the fact that it was happening in the secure in the. Uh, situation room versus what was actually said in the situation room and respectfully I disagree you're in the situation room <laughs> there's no reason anything there's no reason she was able it, to get those I up. would have the same reaction if she had recording from the Oval Office yeah that'd be like, fucking crazy too right? which hang on like let's wait a fucking week yeah. because that's probably gonna be here too well to be fair she's getting sued at this point um <laughs> By the Trump administration for uh, violating like non-disclosure agreements and the like, so she might not be releasing anything anytime soon. I don't know. Okay, so then comes the question: Should the president of the United States be having his staffers sign non-disclosure agreements? Is that a normal practice? I do believe it's the Trump campaign. But this was after the campaign that she made these. But I believe she was technically still. Beholden to that agreement that she signed when she became a member of the Trump campaign. That's... Is that a normal thing? I don't know. I kind of think it might be. It seems logical. It makes in sense... Some ways. It makes sense in some ways for a campaign, not for an actual uh, public administration. Mm-hmm. They are the... Administ- we, they are elected by the public. It, it should be transparent. Well, which no, he that's has- not how that works, <laughs> That is not how... We know that whistleblowers in the government yes. are subject to extreme I, penalties. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. But you they're not signing non-disclosure agreements in the White House. You know, I kind of remember hearing a story about them being forced to sign, like, agreements like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry. Wait, which administration the did Trump, that? The Trump administration. The, oh, <laughs> crazy. Did you hear that for any other fucking administration? No. No. This isn't normal. <laughs> is any of this normal? No. No, it's not. It's fucking insane. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> so this was the one, this was going to be the one weird part where I kind of s- defend John Kelly a little bit, I guess, before I totally, go ahead. before I totally just back out and f- fucking shit on John Kelly. So, uh, John Kelly, I. Uh, um, fired Omar, uh, fired Omarosa. You tricked me. You did this. Um, <laughs> but um, uh, John Kelly fired Omarosa in the Situation Room, and within the Situation Room said something along the lines of, um, you know, if you leave, if if we leave on friendly terms, um, it could be beneficial for both of us. Um, if if it's bad, then things could get bad. Your reputation. Your rep- he specifically yeah. mentioned her reputation. Right, which, to me, I think that's why I didn't really 
I didn't have any sort of real reaction to it because I'm like, what reputation? Yeah. You're you're Omarosa. Yeah. I don't think you have the reputation that maybe you think you have, because <laughs> um, you were a reality TV show ho uh, star that now worked at the White House with your former reality TV show boss. So to to be fair, it really does seem like the White House perpetuated a campaign to discredit her and to make her seem crazy by insinuating that she stormed the the residence of the president to try to get a word with him. I and have yet to see anything to prove that that didn't happen. Honestly, I feel like the tape she released cast a decent amount of doubt on that. How? And I can see with him saying you know, leave quietly or your reputation is at stake and her deciding not to, to leave quietly, I can see this administration and the, the actors behind it putting those stories in the media of her being insane, storming the residents. Honestly, I really could see that. Can you not see that? I can see that, but I can also see her storming the resident. Yeah. Because during the during the um, exit interview, i.e. <laughs> the firing, <laughs> she said, <laughs> she asked, uh, does the president know about this? Yeah. And John Kelly refused to answer that. Well, to be so, fair, she produced evidence from the following day that seems to... Uh, show that the president did not know about it. Or, right, or... Or that the president or, is a good liar, and... I'm sorry. I don't really think I don't is. even... Katrina, stop. I'm gonna stop you right there, because I could... I heard that tape, and I can... I interpreted it in two completely different ways. I think either, A, he was lying, because he's a liar, and everything he says, I have to go, fuck, is he lying about this? But I also think he's a goddamn dolt who's not... Do you really think he's a good liar? I'm not saying he's a good liar. You just because said what I, he was a good liar. No, I didn't say that. I said he is a liar. You said he was a good liar. Okay. I said he's a liar. So he may have just been lying on a tape. Sorry, he may have just been lying on a phone call. Mm -hmm. But I think he may have been lying. I'm not saying he's a good liar. Because honestly, when I heard it, part of me was like, that doesn't sound like good lying. But also, I can believe that he's stupid and doesn't know what's happening underneath him. Oh, yeah. So, it's one of those things where it's rough, where I can't, I can't pinpoint which one. Because, honestly, when I listen to it, it sounds just like him going, Oh, Omarosa, what happened? You got fired? Oh, so, sorry, wait, stop. He said... Oh, you! I heard you're you're thinking about leaving, and she's like, "Yeah, John Kelly said I had to," and he's like, "What? Ah, oh, I can't believe it! Ah, oh, I told them to keep you, like, like, not at any point taking any sort of responsibility, going, I can reverse this. Yeah. So, so to me, it that that to me concluded nothing. Uh -huh. I was not able to garner anything from that." I mean, I certainly don't think anything is conclusive based on her tapes. No. I just think it does call into doubt. Because honestly, before that, I 100% believe she stormed the residence. I still 100% believe she <laughs> stormed the residence. It seems in character. I still 100% really um, believe she stormed the fucking residence. Honestly, now hearing those tapes, I really can believe that the White House manufactured those stories to make themselves seem better. 
I don't put it past the White House to do that. Certainly not. Not one bit. I do not put it past the White House to do that. I just, in this sense, it's like, so I'm rocking a hard place right now. It's rocking a hard place. It really is. It's like, do I trust noted liar Donald Trump or noted liar Omarosa? (laughs) (laughs) It's very difficult. And I personally don't want to pick one of the two. Right. I'd rather, like, but, okay. So here's here's one thing I do want to ask before we move on from Omarosa until uh, I have to talk about her for weeks on end because that's what the fuck's going to be happening. Cause she's going to make sure it happens because she's I, smart. I honestly don't think you will. Are I you think, sure? I think she's pretty much done it. I don't. I think she knows what she's doing. I think she'll be back. Well, well, I think she'll be back either next week or the week what after. What do you think about the Laura Trump tapes? The what? The Laura Trump tapes? I actually don't know about the Laura Trump tapes. Omarosa released tapes of a phone call between her and Laura Trump, um, I believe from December of 2017, Uh a couple months after she was released from the the White House. Wait, she was released in 2018, wasn't she? January 2018 was when she was released from the White House. Well, maybe I'm wrong on the dates. Okay. These calls took place after she was released. Okay. Uh, from the White House, and it's, cool. So neither of us really know what's no. going on with this. Good. I mean, do I just care too much? I don't. Um, I don't. But, except I do when it comes to ah, <laughs> it's so difficult. But, go but ahead. these tapes are from Laura Trump, uh, daughter-in-law to. Sorry. Sorry, we apologize. Our cat, I think, just jumped into a wall. Cats being crazy. Did the cat jump into the yeah, wall? Yeah, I don't know what she's doing. All right. Um, so Amelia jumped like into a wall. She's attacking something that's not there. Probably yep. her shadow. Anyway, Laura Trump, daughter-in-law to the president, wife of, I believe, Eric Trump? Yeah. Uh, I don't know which one. Not Don Jr., it's Eric. Okay. Um, she, there's tapes Omarosa leaked between her and Laura Trump where it appears Laura Trump said something like Omarosa, we heard that you're gonna try to be like selling your story to people we really want you on the next campaign so, I mean, but if you join the next campaign, you know, you can't sell your story to anybody and it's like, it's so very clearly an attempt by the the Trumps to silence Omarosa. Oh, yeah. I don't think... I think Omarosa either has a bunch of stuff... She either has, like, a bunch of things, and then some of them are valuable, Mm -hmm. or she's got a lot of things and not much at all is valuable, but because they're because they're all... Like, I think she taped a lot of things. They they say that she has videos as well. Oh, my God. And... What I'm saying is, I think she's either got, like, a gold mine, where she's got a lot that's going on that's going to hurt this administration, or they're just paranoid because they're a terrible administration, and she just has random videos of dumb fucking meetings that happen that didn't matter. To be fair, what she's released so far has been significant, but it might be all that she has. We don't really know at this point. I don't think we're going to hear much more. She's trying to sell her book, so whatever she's got is in that book. Yeah. Um, but it, it really does pose an interesting question. I'm glad she does have tape because... I, I would not believe her yeah. one bit. I don't think anyone in America... 
America is going, Omarosa is such a truthful, honest person, <laughs> and whatever she tells me, I believe it. <laughs> I believe everything that Omarosa says. I've been trying to find specifically, the recording was made, oh, you know what? I was wrong. She left the White House in 2017. Was so, that right about the recording in December? Yep. It was, yeah, it was made in December 20, uh, 2017. Ooh. So I got it wrong of when she left the fucking White House. Yeah. My bad. Time passes fast. <laughs> it might have been that they uh, kicked her out of the White House at that point and then announced it later in 2018 that she got kicked, that she, that she left. I like the little stupid shit things that she releases, like, Ivanka Trump didn't like how SNL parried her. Jesus Christ. Did you, did you see that? <laughs> no! Do you remember the um, implicit ad from yeah. Scarlet? Yeah, I remember that. Oh my God! There's like a whole section in Omarosa's book about how Ivanka Trump was so upset about the implicit SNL sketch. That's ridiculous. <laughs> First of all, fuck you, Ivanka. <laughs> like, relax. You are implicit. You are definitely implicit. <laughs> don't, don't pretend... Complicit. She, she, yeah, sorry. Complicit. complicit. You kept saying implicit, and I... My bad. I went with you, because I'm like, I believe you. <laughs> but I'm never gonna do that again. You know what? Let me just say something quick. Yes. We bought a breathalyzer. Oh, God. We bought a breathalyzer. We used to have a breathalyzer that we bought, like accidentally for fun because we thought it was five dollars it turned out to be twenty dollars <laughs> it was twenty five dollars it turned out to be twenty five dollars <laughs> way more expensive they put the that. they put the number five really large on the ad yeah. and then the number 25 nowhere on the ad yeah, yeah. so we got we got bamboozled and we used to have a breathalyzer and we used to play around with it be like oh look so we rains at like 0. 0.24 hey 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 yeah i've never been that high guys Relax. somebody lost the breathalyzer and when we find that person, we're going to fuck them up, right? I won't say who it was. I know, but when we find them, when we figure it out, oh, they're in for a world of hurt. But recently we got some gift cards for Amazon, and we bought a new breathalyzer. And I am proposing right at this moment. No. That at the end of this show. No. At the end of the show. No. We're going to breathalyze ourselves. No. So you, the viewer, can know... How drunk we actually are. They're not a viewer, this? they're a listener. This is a listener. podcast. Oh, I don't want to hear it from you. You call them viewers all the time. I don't believe that's true. And if you listen back, I will edit out the word viewer if I fucking said it. Yeah, right. I don't believe you. Yeah, that's no, true. Seriously, though, I am legit going to breathalyze myself at the end of this. So we're all going to see where we're at. I don't think you're going to be that bad. I think that you're a lightweight. I am a lightweight. And I think I will be not legally able to drive by the end of this. I At the start of this, I did breathalyze myself before we started, and I was not legally able to drive. So we'll see where I am at the end. Also not legally able to drive. Yes. So we're going to move on from Omarosa. <laughs> um, but like I said, don't worry. She'll make appearances later in the in the coming weeks because she's still Omarosa. She's still got those tapes. And she's going, if she's not leaking them herself, she's going to have someone else leak them. That's just what the fuck's going to happen with that. We want to talk about something a little bit like, I guess it's serious. It, to me, it's very serious. To you, you were like, I want to talk about it because we can make jokes about it. No, I mean, it's serious, but it's just as serious as the rest of this is. It's not. This is our president. 
Yeah, um, it's yes. All, it's all very serious if you think about it. Yes. That's true when you're saying that. Yes. It's quite serious, but he is our he is the president. But he's also essentially a fucking cartoon character. So it's but it's serious, but it's it's yeah. He's a cartoon character who's that has the nuclear, the nuclear guns. <laughs> the yeah. nuclear guns. You know exactly. how sometimes uh, you want uh, SpongeBob SquarePants to get those <laughs> nuclear guns. Um, yeah. So yeah. So uh, the, I would prefer SpongeBob SquarePants. I think. I think I he's might. He's a pretty benevolent character. He's quite benevolent. <laughs> he, sorry, uh, I'm trying to think of a bad car- Cruella Deville. We gave Cruella Deville. I, I would not be surprised if we found out he killed a lot of Dalmatians <laughs> to make a fucking coat for himself, which right. with his with his name on it in spots. Anyway, um, so the president um has been revoking the security clearances of some of his political enemies, uh, like Vladimir Putin, and never mind, I'm kidding. Um, it's it's of uh we have Americans who have security clearance because they've uh, done a job that is very important to the uh, security. security of the nation, yeah. and um, they still get updates, and what uh, they still get to be in the loop of what's going on. Yeah, and they, they are granted security clearance past the end of their positions mm-hmm. um, because they are known to have such intellect and experience in this field that it's vital to get their feedback right to get their opinion um to figure out what they think about specific situations it's it's important to our national security right it's important to our national security those people are still in the know and still can provide um counsel uh for Whatever the specific yeah. situation is for their predecessor, or um, not their predecessor, successor, their successors, yeah, um, and other people in the field. Specifically, these are the people who were in charge of the CIA, the FBI, right, the NSA, and the the secretaries of state, like can stuff I, like that. Can I just say? Um, then this is going to be just like a, a slight departure from what we were talking from what we're talking about right now. I really hate. That this current president, and I think I've said, I said this in the last podcast, but I'll say it again, but with, like, more, like, more specific stakes to it. Um, I really hate that the pre, that this current president makes me root for things that I usually am like, no, these are not great things. Like, I have to root for the Eagles now. (laughs) I have to root for... Like, I have to root for the Eagles. I have to root for, uh, like, people like that. I have to root for the FBI and the CIA now. And I don't, because overall, they are not, they have been historically agencies that have done terrible, terrible things. Yeah. But, goddammit, they're right right now. (laughs) It's nuts. I don't like it. I don't like that the president keeps doing this to me. Yeah, so being specific. Yeah. Donald Trump. Yeah, who's yeah, who specifically Trump, who specifically lost their uh, their clearance? About a few a few weeks ago, Donald yeah. Trump threatened to revoke the security clearance of former and one current uh, <laughs> national security officials. Yep. Um, and everybody 
kind of dismissed it like Donald Trump, he's crazy. <laughs> uh, what? Paul, Paul Ryan actually went out and said that he was he's trolling, trolling right? He's he trolling. trolling oh, he's trolling. Don't he's worry not going to do it. He's trolling. He's not going to revoke anybody's security clearance because doing so, revoking the security clearance of, of some of these people, is a really drastic measure that's not not really historically supported. There's no precedent There's for no it. There's no precedent for There's it. no precedent really. for it Unless whatsoever. Unless there's some, like, significant crime. Right. Like, Unless there's a crime that someone's... But, but unfortunately, the only time that we can find in this specific instance a crime that someone's committed, it's either committed by possibly the president or people around him specifically. Yeah. Um, so, John Brennan, former CIA director yeah, under, under President Obama... Obama um, he is 44, been, we miss you so much, Don. <laughs> He's been an outspoken critic of the Donald Trump administration, of their his denial of the security agency's assertion that yeah. Russia interfered with the election. And that's honestly, honestly, I just want to real quick, like, what he's saying isn't, like, he's just saying... All of our secure, all of our national security intelligence agencies are saying Russia did this. So maybe we should go by what our intelligence agencies yeah. are saying. And actually, Brennan was in charge during these investigations during the Obama, Obama right when they found that this so was he happening. He has firsthand knowledge that uh, Russia didn't interfere. Yeah, he was a part of that investigation. Right, and. So, basically, what John Brennan has been doing since Trump has been elected and been denying these these issues is saying Trump's an idiot. <laughs> he's been putting out editorials, he's been giving interviews, he's been a commentator on CNN and MSNBC. He was on Maddow, like, I think, like, two nights ago. Yes, basically saying Trump is wrong, yeah. he's endangering our national security, etc., etc., which is all true. Um, but because of this, Trump has revoked the security clearance of this esteemed national security official. Yeah. And, and it's, it's a big deal that I think a lot of people will miss that don't, they don't quite understand what's going on. Oh yeah, this isn't like a thing that like, is just one of those, like, Trump, Trump going out and saying something insane is something that gets national headlines, right? Like, we all talk about it. Everyone talks about it. When it comes to this specific thing, this is kind of one of those, like, inside baseball in intricate things where, like, these important people are losing security clearance um, and aren't un are unable to learn about the specific things that are happening and um, provide, you know, some sort of uh, advice and counsel on them uh, based on the petty whims of a man who is just upset that they didn't praise him on national television. Yeah, it's honest. I, I think I believe that Trump even came out and said it's because of the partisan yeah. activities of John Brennan. It's because of the partisan he, activities of yeah. Donald Trump. So, exactly. <laughs> it's because he's coming up out against Donald Trump. He revoked his national security clearance. Yeah. Which is a very extreme measure. And Trump has come out to say that he's going to revoke the security he wants to revoke the security clearance of additional members of the national security um, industry, including one current member, like a current official. 
of the national security industry. Which one? Um, that would be Bruce Orr. Oh, okay. I know the name. I okay. I do know the name. That's he's a Justice Department yeah. official yeah. involved in the Mueller investigation. Yeah, and and unfortunately, if you're involved in the Mueller investigation, uh, no, you don't get to be a part of anything. Yeah, no. Because there's, the there's literally a a story published by the Washington Post um, within the last 24 hours saying that the White House has drafted documents to revoke the security clearances of current and former officials um, by President Trump that they're just re- waiting on the signature. So we're gonna we're gonna be getting news on this in the next couple days yeah. about people who's. More people whose security clearances have been revoked. Well, yeah. Well, the president of the United States, when it comes to, especially when it comes to people in his administration who are working um, in order to, you know, like, help the Mueller investigation, he is completely against them. He's trying his best at every point and turn to um, curb any sort of... Uh, any sort of help that they can give to the Mueller investigation. Um... And then he, and after afterwards, he will then go on Twitter and then post crazy things about how the Mueller investigation. Still, he's saying it's a witch hunt. Yeah. Still, in fact, his most recent tweet uh, was four hours ago, um, which came when um, after uh, reports came out that uh, White House Counsel Don McGahn is working with uh, the he's. He's helping the Mueller investigation. He's mm-hmm. cooperating with the Mueller investigation. I think it was. I think someone had said. I think I'm trying to remember specifically what the uh, report had said, but it was co- cooperating extensively. I think it said. Is that the former White House attorney? That or was the. Actually he was. He was his current White House counsel. Yeah. And um, I believe current. Uh, yeah, I think at so. least at this point, current White House counsel, um, who, according to Huffington Post. Um, Donald Trump was trying to set up. (laughs) (laughs) Donald Trump was trying to set this person up. So, when um, it came out, Donald Trump uh, tweeted four hours ago, uh, quote, I allowed White House counsel Don McGahn and all other requested members of the White House staff to fully cooperate with the special counsel. In addition, we readily gave over one million pages of documents. One, that's not fucking true. You didn't give one million pages of documents. Two, how many of those pages had words on them? (laughs) Be honest, Donald. How many? Um, most transparent in history. No collusion. No obstruction. Witch hunt. Can I say, you remember the, you, you remember the phrase, um, what was it specifically? Um, how doth protest too much? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think I've ever heard a person say no collusion as many times as I've heard this guy say no collusion. Mm-hmm. And to me, and I think... A lot of people, the more you say that, I'm like, that's like when you're like a kid and you're like, I don't like Emily. I hate Emily. I don't like Emily at all. Why would I like Emily? I think you fucking like Emily. (laughs) I think you need to relax a little bit. If you want us to believe you don't like Emily, stop talking about Emily all the time. Yeah. (laughs) You're constantly talking about Emily. I... To most laypersons, this doesn't seem like a big deal, right? No. Like, 
provoking the security This isn't players. gonna. This isn't gonna. In in the long run, I mean, like we're gonna like we're looking like forward. He's there. He's not listening to the advice of these people anyway. Yeah. So now they're just not in the loop anymore. Yeah. Which I, is scary because they probably it, have good it is advice. Scary. But yeah, it's it, that's the that's the part that's scary. Yeah. That's the part that's horrifying. And to to like justify the negative reaction. 14 former CIA directors and deputies. Oh, this was the... mm -hmm. So, think about that. 14 former heads of the CIA and, like, vice heads of the CIA. They have all come out. They're from Republican and Democratic. It's not just, like... Yep. It's not Obama heads. It's not Clinton heads. It's Bush. They're Bush. It's Reagan. It's all of them have come out and said... That this is a blatant attempt to stifle free speech, and it's inappropriate and deeply regrettable signal to other public servants that they are not to say what they truly believe. Over 60 additional former CIA officials issued a statement objecting to the decision to revoke Brennan's security clearance, mm-hmm. um, and that... And they stated that former government officials have the right to express their unclassified views on what they see as critical national security issues without being punished and without fear of being punished. These are not... The the things that John Brennan was speaking out against had nothing to do with his security clearance. Nothing. It was important. had nothing to do with it. They were his personal views as a former official and as a citizen that Trump is betraying our country. <laughs> I mean, and, we watched him do that. And because he's... Helsinki, this, anybody. He's, he's taken away this benefit that he has where he gets to know about what's going on in the state of our country and give advice to our current officials to help remedy those situations. This was in the... Because the, I know, I remember there were a lot, um, an, an incredible amount of... Um, uh, national security and uh, agent like like uh, leaders came out and said this is nonsense and it was um, I remember it was a New York uh, Times op-ed right the the Trump is not a king uh, op-ed is that correct I don't know I, I don't know they that. that was I think that was that came was it yesterday or the day before the Trump is not a king op-ed where they were talking about this is like this is how how this is not a good idea and this yeah. is when essentially the the current president when in crisis is going to need these people and he's not going to use these people and he's going to use his own people who he keeps putting in sycophants he keeps putting in yes men he keeps yeah. putting in people who are like yeah donald i believe whatever you say by the way your hair looks so real and not crazy and <laughs> And so, so there's not going to be any sort of, like, debate or or discussion about what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, they they already know what the plan is laid out. Well, sort of. They fly by the seat of their pants the whole time. But they're not getting informed opinion. Yeah. And I think, at least in, yeah. um, in government, you want to have informed debate. Yeah. That's why it's important Absolutely. to have. That's Especially why it's important in this in the issue of national security. Yes, that's why it's important to have a a viable uh, a viable system uh, party system. So I I'm not necessarily in favor of just our two party system, but that's what we have right now. So I'm going to talk about that specifically. You want to have two viable parties. 
you want to have two parties with differing ideas that can debate those ideas and maybe some somehow compromise on those ideas. And that happens in domestic and foreign policy. So when we have when we talk about foreign policy, when we talk about national security issues, um, there are, you know, the the left versus the right and there's a conversation about how that needs to happen yeah. and we come to some sort of agreement on okay, you're in power, so we'll concede this, but you have to concede this. In this situation, we're getting rid of anyone who is not going to have any sort of... The, anyone who's going to have any sort of discussion, right. and we're only going to have these people who are like, I believe whatever Donald says. Yeah, and, and that's, that's or, exactly or, what's happening. Or I believe whatever who, wh- whoever Donald put in charge of that specific thing, because he's busy selling hats. Let me... Let me give a specific example for that. Because Eric Prince, I believe his name is. Eric Prince. Eric Prince. Blackwater Eric Blackwater Prince. Blackwater leader. Uh, yes. Betsy DeVos's Betsy what? Betsy DeVos's uh, brother. Brother? Yeah, brother. Yes. Eric Prince. He has apparently proposed to privatize the Afghanistan war. He did. War. He did. So and give, give control of the country of Afghanistan, our, our holdings there, to security contractors right. that we are paying. Yeah. He proposed that to Donald Trump and, Which is and super officials cheap. are worried about that. Yeah. But if we lose the voices of the national security officials who have security clearance that were not appointed by Trump that can speak against this, all Trump peers is support. Yeah. Supported this idea. To turn over an entire country's security. To a private contract. To a private industry who... Who has a terrible who track has a, record. Their track record is fucking phenomenally yeah. horrifying. Yeah. If you... And I'm, we're not going to get into it because, honestly, we would need to sit down, do a bunch of... Re- do like a, I would need to write a bunch of shit down and yeah. then talk to you guys about this. Look up Blackwater. It's fucking disgusting. Yeah. It's disgusting. They've massacred people. They've massacred civilians on streets. This is not a good fucking strategy. At all. The, the, like, no. <laughs> so, so the idea that we're going to just go ahead and not have any sort of oversight or any sort of checks and balances when it comes to those kinds of things. Like, that's what government is, in a sense. Mm-hmm. We, we, have the, we have one side checking the other side, one side. One side is in power, so they get more what they want. I get it, yeah. You guys won the presidential election in the utterly baffling, idiotic, stupid fucking way. But you also but you also have control of the House, and you also have control of the Senate, which is hilarious because you don't get shit passed, even though you have control of all of those things. But anyway, like, when those things happen... They got that tax bill passed. They did get that tax bill passed. And it's going great for everyone. You know what? I can think of another bill they got passed. What? It was the Defense Act for this year. Oh my goodness. The NDAA? Yeah. They they did reauthorize the NDAA. It was named after one of the senators, right? Yeah. One of the one of our veteran senators. So, um, a veteran prisoner of war senator. Yeah. An uh, American oh, hero. An esteemed hero who I did not want people to vote for. <laughs> John McCain. <laughs> John McCain. Yeah, uh, they named it after him, it. right? It, it was, was like the John, John S. McCain um, Defense, Defense Authorization Act. Act yeah. um, and 
I believe they had like a, if I'm not mistaken, and correct me if I'm wrong. I'm swearing, Sam. Correct me if I'm wrong, because because I I sometimes am. They did have a ceremony during the for the signing of that bill. You are not wrong. Is that that was that's what happened? I believe so. I have a quick question about that <laughs> ceremony, um, because it's named after him, right? Mm-hmm. How many nice things during his speech did? the president of the United States say about the, and let me finish the question before you answer. How many nice things did the president of the United States say about the Republican prisoner of war, veteran Senator dying of cancer, dying of cancer, John McCain. He didn't mention him at all. Not even once during that ceremony. (laughs) Not even once. I don't believe he even said the name of the act, did he? That, to me, (laughs) sounds crazy. It is crazy. You know what's even more crazy? Is that later that same day, at a separate event, that I believe was a campaign event, Uh uh, Donald Trump was talking about how the Republicans attempted to overturn the Affordable Care Act. Um, and he said, but one of our esteemed senators turned his thumb down and stopped their efforts to refe- repeal the Affordable Care Act and got booze from the audience on purpose for that same esteemed hero, prisoner of war, veteran dying of cancer, Senator John McCain. <laughs> oh, my God. I just... How do Republicans support this? How do they support this? Here's my thing. And to any Republicans listening right now, I do apologize. But honestly, in order to reconcile with what's happening right now, you have to have sold part of your soul. (laughs) Yeah. You have to have sold part of your soul, the one part that's like, guys, I don't think this is the right thing to do. I mean, the guy's dying of cancer, and we named it after him. Maybe we could say one nice thing about him. You have to have sold that part. They sold to, that part. Wait, I just want to... Yeah, go ahead. You have to have sold that part to Kellyanne Conway, who <laughs> had the strategy of, hey, what you do is you don't say shit about him, and then later on, you talk shit about him. <laughs> to, to be fair, they sold that part of their soul when they voted for the man... Who criticized John McCain for being, for being a pres- uh, prisoner of war? Yeah, he during the campaign for presidency, he, Trump literally criticized John McCain not, for being captured. Can I just say, not just John McCain, no. not just John, because what he said, what he said, which was, um, he was, he was, he was, <laughs> he was captured. I like people who weren't captured. Yes. So, every prisoner of war, every prisoner of war, the fact that every the pri- president has called you a fucking coward. And if you vote for well, him stop, and if your family for him, you should be ashamed. I, I agree. OK, I thought you were going to say some crazy shit. No, I do think I 100 percent think if you're if that was a shameful thing to say. Absolutely. That was shameful. And and the fact that anyone has any other sort of idea about that, like any way that that could be... How do you justify how that? How do you spin that? How? 
How do you spin that? That's not just the president's personal belief. This is the commander-in-chief of the entire military of the United States of America. And the commander-in-chief of the entire military of the United States of America has called any prisoner of war a coward. So that that begs the question of what is his policy towards POWs? Let's see. I don't... He I don't want to. Luckily, he has I don't not like had to deal with that. Yeah, thank goodness. Luckily, he has not had to deal with that. But I have a feeling it wouldn't be what the American people would support. No. It wouldn't be what should be in the hearts of American people. I don't think. But see, the problem is, I don't think any of his policies should be in what the <laughs> with our, the heart of the hearts of American people. But he got elected. Yeah. He got elected. This comedy like podcast got real sad. I just okay. We're gonna we're gonna move on to our next topic, but yeah. before we do, I want to list the people you're gonna see in the news in the next couple of weeks can, whose security clearances are about to be revoked. Can I just real quick say yeah, that I do like the fact that um, like I feel like since it's my podcast, I'm the only one who's allowed. <laughs> I'm the only one who's allowed to go. Before we get on this, I want to talk about this specific thing. And you just, you've done this, I think, two or three times tonight. Well, <laughs> Where you're just like, let me tell you something that might not be, you went back to this subject, but before you were like, let me tell you guys something about something. <laughs> I like it. You keep doing it. I may be a little controlling. I um. think, I think <laughs> the problem, I, I think it's not even really a problem. I think that what's going to happen is we're going to, ba- we're, we're getting closer and closer to having uh, alcoholics with Terrain and Katrina, and I'm fine with that. I don't want that. You do, and you know right. you do. <laughs> so, some people's names who you might see in the news in the next couple of weeks whose security clearances have been revoked. Susan Rice. Well, let's start. Bruce Orr. We've already said his name. Yep. He's a current. He's yep. a current He currently official. works there. He works there right now. He's the only one who currently works there. Trump has said that he wants to lift the, the uh, security clearance of James Clapper, who was also a former CIA director. Yep. Uh, Michael Hayden, who was the former FBI director. James Comey, former FBI director. Oh, I'm sorry. FBI director. I said that wrong. Yeah, you did. Clapper is the former director of National Intelligence. National Intelligence, yeah. yeah. Hayden is the former CIA director. Comey is the former FBI director. Thank you. Um, Former Obama National Security Advisor Susan Rice. Former FBI official Andrew McCabe, who was fired. Lisa Page, who was the attorney at the center, um, well, at the dual center of the FBI affair, Trump hating scandal. With whom? Um, With Peter Strzok. Strzok, (laughs) the FBI agent. And I can say I'm love struck by Peter Strzok. Former acting attorney general Sally Yates. Oh, yeah, the one he fired because she's like, she I'm not... She refused to defend yeah. the uh, Muslim ban yeah. because it was Because it was unconstitutional. unconstitutional. It's weird. And then, it's so and fucking then he weird. Fired, wait, real quick, he fired her, he brought in someone else, and then the Supreme Court, the same one that she's like, I'm not going to defend because it's unconstitutional, yep. the Supreme Court said, yeah, no, she was right. Yep. So, so let's those names, end her security clearance. Those names you might see in the news in the next couple weeks because... The White House has said they're already drafted um, resolutions to revoke security clearances. They haven't said for whom, 
it's probably some of these people because Trump has literally come out and say he wants to revoke their security clearances because they have spoken against him. Yep. He is attacking free speech in any way he can. He is not for the free expression of the people, as your last guest stated. <laughs> Wait, stop. Did our... I do, okay, and I... I don't always. Your okay. last guest. My last guest. I I do not believe Kyle my last Coleman. guest. I don't. Wait, stop. Let me. Let me. And then <laughs> I'm gonna. I do not believe my last guest said that Trump is. Your I'm gonna let you say. May, what did he say? Your last what did he guest say? may not have stated that Trump specifically was for freedom of the press. I do believe he did, though. I do believe he said that his defining feature is how he. Love freedom of expression. Love freedom of expression, right. Freedom of expression, freedom of individual thought. Right. Um, He loves his own thought. He He loves the expression of his own individual freedoms. Yep. But as proven by the fact that he revoked the national security clearance of John Brennan, who's spoken against him, and how he is said he wants to revoke the freedom of expression from these other national security officials... He has proven that he is not for the free expression of thought and I, freedom of speech. I'm going he to... He wants to silence them because uh, they speak against him. I'm going to play devil's advocate. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> it's going to be very hard because I have to defend both Kyle Coleman and Donald Trump. <laughs> okay. Revoking the security clear... Okay. Fuck. No, I really can't. It's really hard. Um, revoking the security clearance of these people because of comments that they made. Is that, is that a punishment of free speech or is that, um, stop, stop. Let me, let me ask the question. I, I literally, I think I know the answer to the question, but I want, I just want to ask the question. Is revoking their clearance, uh, based on these, based on what their personal statements are, is that stifling free speech or is that free speech but there are consequences <laughs> I, I I'm just I'm trying to I'm playing devil's advocate I think that it is an attempt to stifle their free speech I believe that if it was free speech, but consequences. He would have revoked all of their security clearances at once. I believe he would have said, all of you can't talk right now because you said something against me. Instead, I think he made John Brennan an example. I think he, was, he made him a threat to the rest of them. If you speak up, you don't get your security clearance. I think they're all brave enough American patriots that they will continue to speak out. Um, we'll see. We'll see what the future holds. Mm-hmm. Um, the consequence of them losing their national security clearance individually, we've already spoken of the national consequence of losing that intelligent mind, that um, consultation from a former official that has an understanding of the situation. Right, could, but until... But the individual consequence to them, individually, if they're not thinking about my voice not being heard hurts the country, if they're thinking about them themselves, mm-hmm. um, it takes away 
jobs from them. It takes away um, consultant positions, stuff like that. When you have a, a security clearance, you have an opportunity for a lot more positions. Okay, but I'm, so it, it is. Less, it is a monetary. I don't. I'm I don't less, feel, I don't feel less, pity for them. Yeah, I don't I'm, feel pity for them. Okay, that they I'm. Can't I'm. Get those I was gonna say I'm. I'm, I'm much less. You know, I'm just letting you know what the threat is right. for them individually. Okay. For them individually, they're gonna lose money when they lose their national security clearance. Someone, like, they, someone like John Brennan has come out and said, "Fuck it, take it. I don't care." And and some of the others have too. I one of the per, people. I know I Sally Yates. Yes, yeah, Sally Yates don't give a fuck. One of the one of the other people that Trump has not mentioned was the architect of the Afghanistan invasion. Um, mm. I don't know his name right off the top of my head, but he has said, "Take it." I don't want it. Take my national security clearance. Fuck you. I will continue to say what I want. And if you want to stifle my expression, do it. And that's, I honestly think that's what a lot of the, the officials he's threatened think. But what he's hope I believe in my heart, what he's hoping to do is to scare them. I think he wants to scare those other eight officials into silence. He doesn't want criticism. He wants people to think he's doing great. So that that's what I believe his ultimate goal is. Scare them. You won't get nearly as much money if you keep talking shit about me. Yeah. I mean, we've... That's the, that's the point of this all. We've the seen... point of this all isn't to hurt the country by Trump. The point of this all is extortion and blackmail. We've, we've if seen you the, talk against me, we've seen the president, I will hurt you. We've seen the president in almost every aspect of his being... Um, go after people who don't agree with him for whatever reason. Yeah. Whether it is Hillary Clinton, who he was facing for the presidency, and he followed around like a fucking shark during the last was the last presidential debate where he just went, "Where are you at, oh Hillary? My God. Hey, I'm gonna follow you." I don't even want to hear about it or, or talk about it. Or, or if there are people who are just like. Uh, you know what? No, I don't want to sit down next to him. Um, I don't want to talk to him. And he's like, what, LeBron? You don't want to talk to me? Well, fuck you. MJ's better. Also, <laughs> I'm not going to acknowledge the fact that you just built that school for all those fucking kids and bought them bicycles and a scholarship to University of Akron. Um, <laughs> like, he has proven in every aspect, in every possible time he has the choice... He will attack. If it's not, if you're not a sycophant, if you're not someone who's going to say, Donald, you're doing great. I love everything you do. And I have no problem with any of the, he will attack. He attacks in every, in every aspect. James Comey. He's not like a left wing guy. (laughs) He's not a left wing guy. He literally tried to get people to kind of vote for Joe Crowley. Like, not too long ago. Where he's like, Democrats, don't don't go with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. You Stay in the middle. Don't go to the left. It's crazy there. Stay in the middle. We got you. We're like, didn't you kind of fuck up? Election? Didn't you kind of fuck up what we were doing, bud? <laughs> Why are you telling us this again? <laughs> like... He's not just go. He's not going after just like straight left wing people. No. He's going after everyone who says anything bad about him. Yes. He talks shit about everyone who doesn't like him. Eric Erickson, 
is a, he was a writer on Red State. Yeah. He was a, I believe, Fox News contributor at one point. He is a right-wing guy. A straight-up right-wing guy. Um, he criticized Trump. And Trump constantly talked about how Eric Erickson was nothing and pathetic and sad and... Ugh. Like... This isn't, this isn't, once again, this isn't a left versus right thing. This is a you're either with me or against me thing. Yes. And this guy has proven time and time and again, time and time again, he's not trustworthy. No one should be with him because at any point when he figures out that it is best for him to cut you loose, he will cut you loose. Absolutely. He will cut you loose without a thought about it. Without a thought about it, it's insane. The fact that that's that's my that's my thing. I just I can't fathom how he gets some of these people, some of these prominent people, to stay by his side. He made Chris Christie get him McDonald's, (laughs) but then said Chris Christie couldn't have McDonald's. No, what was it? No, no, Chris Chris Christie isn't eating Oreos anymore. Well, he had Chris Christie hanging by the thread of getting the Attorney Attorney General General job. So I I would be curious to hear what Chris Christie has to say now. What? I would be curious to see what Chris Christie has to say now. Well, I hope, first, first of all, um, I hope Chris Christie never crawls out of a hole he fucking yeah. dug himself and that buried himself great. in. <laughs> but if he does, I really, real, I, I think that Donald Trump would offer him something and Chris Christie, like a small child, would do whatever he could to please daddy. Yes. Because, I agree. Because I don't think Chris Christie has any sort of integrity. Nope. None whatsoever. Let's move on to the next topic. You sure? Yeah. Because I kind of want to talk about other Republicans who don't have any integrity. <laughs> now let's move on. You sure? Yeah. Because there are a lot of them, and I have got some ammunition. <laughs> I think you should move on. Okay. We're going to move on. Um, speaking of <laughs> silencing free speech. <laughs> um, our good friend and friend of the podcast, Alex Jones, <laughs> has... has Run into some tough times. Um, our good, our good buddy has lost a lot of the public standing he had um, in the social media aspect. Uh, he used to be able to be a part of a lot of things, and now he is not. He's lost his spot in YouTube. He's lost Facebook. his spot on Facebook. He's he suspended he, from Twitter. Sus- oh. <laughs> I was going to say, he popped into Vimeo, and Vimeo was like, no, yep, get the Vimeo, fuck out of here. Vimeo kicked him out. He bu- After he lost YouTube, he's like, don't worry, I got Vimeo. And Vimeo's like, no, you don't. <laughs> and then he popped into, sorry, he's been on Twitter, and Twitter's like, no, we're not going to suspend him, because he's doing everything, and did everybody else suspend him? Is everyone, everyone's with Um, he's suspended. So... <laughs> Now Alex Jones is just, I don't know, can't a candle in the wind right now. You know what's funny? Please you know, tell me. You know what's funny. Well, this is a comedy podcast, by the way, guys. It is so, funny. This is funny. So tell me the funny thing. Well, let me I mean, just, we just talked about Jones. Let me jo- give some context to anyone who might not know about Alex Jones. I Okay, I don't think anyone doesn't, but please, if they don't, 
Please elaborate. I want people to know who Let the fuck... Let me give you context in the terms of Alex Jones' custody debate with his <laughs> ex-wife. Hang on. What? <laughs> okay. Alex Jones has a couple kids. Okay. Uh, he got divorced from his wife because he's a fucking crazy person. This got crazy. Um, Are you doing a Bill Cosby? <laughs> 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 I swear I gotta stop you real quick. Are you doing a Bill Cosby impression right now? Not purposefully. Not purposefully? Not purposefully. <laughs> he got divorced from his wife. <laughs> and his wife could be ill. Sorry, go ahead. So, so he's nuts. His wife left him. He's got a couple kids. They're fighting over custody. Yeah. Um, his attorney went out and's like, "Come on, you can't use Alex Jones's show. Will we call it a show? Yeah, it's a show. It's a show. Infowars is the company. I don't know what the show title is." Uh, it's it's a he has a he has a channel he's got a he's YouTube got a channel. channel he just, he's got a YouTube channel where it just screams yes, randomly. Yes, yes, yes. But his attorney's like nobody would believe that this is reality that Alex Jones is portraying a real person. This is a character he uses to get views. And then Alex Jones went on the stand and said, "This is absolutely real. This is what I believe." <laughs> My attorney. Is a piece of crap. I. <laughs> this is who I am. Attorney. Attorney. <laughs> um. My some of the views that Alex Jones has expressed on his channel on Infowars. Yeah. Are things like the victims of the Pulse shooting. The Pulse nightclub shooting in Orlando, Florida. Yes, where I believe almost fifty people died. Yeah. What actually uh, happened, though? Tell me what what Alex what is Alex? Think Alex Jones happened? has stated that crisis actors cool. are portraying the part of victims. Nobody actually died. I want to just uh, nobody wanna, killed anybody. <laughs> Fake news. I want to uh, stop you real quick. The 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 term crisis actor. Crisis actor. The the uh, sorry phrase I guess because it's two words. Uh, crisis actor. The fact that he is the reason that this is a thing in our fucking vernacular, where people are like, oh, at every time something happens, they're like, oh, well, we have, no, it's just crisis actors there. It's yeah. just crisis actors, and there's nothing actually that's happened, and yep. we all should just relax, and nothing, nothing's going on, because the government made this happen, because they're trying to take our guns away. Yep. First of all, when, 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 <laughs> when... <laughs> When? When is the time where we all go grab your guns? Yep. Because I'd love to know. I'd love to know. Because crazy enough, we still get people getting shot all the fucking time. It's really interesting. I mean, the main point of this is that in New Haven, Connecticut, elementary school students were gunned down. First graders were murdered. Newtown, my bad. Not New Haven. Not New Haven. Not New Haven. My bad. You're good. They were murdered. Yep. And Alex Jones has come out to say multiple times that it was fake news. The parents speaking out were crisis actors. The children that the news cameras got were actors paid to pretend like they had been in a situation. Um, in a, in a more recent, more recent event that 
can help to disprove this is the Las Vegas shooting at a country music concert. Yeah. Where nearly 50 people were shot. Nearly 50 people were killed. Um, and again, crisis actors, fake news. This is all an attempt to discredit the gun lobby. So this is this is Alex Jones's mo. Yeah, it's all Every fake. Time- Nothing bad ever happens. No, it's actors, fake news. Yeah, all an attempt by the government, conspiracy theory, discredit the the gun industry. They want to take your gun. Discredit the discredit the um sorry, discredit the safety the the, the gun, gun industry. The gun industry is yeah. like this is fine. Don't worry about it. They uh, not yes. Yeah. No, the, the 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 news the news showing these massacres right. is an attempt to discredit exactly. the gun discredit industry. the news industry the gun industry the news showing these events is an attempt to discredit the gun industry I'm sorry I might not have heard all the sentence but now I heard it now and I it. agree now you get it <laughs> any any um any mass shooting you've heard of in the last seven years didn't happen didn't happen according to Alex Jones. Uh, it's really fucking weird. See, so many people would love to make up the, the fact that they were involved in these traumatic events and they're forever uh, traumatized for, yeah. and irrev- irrevocably, irrevocably yeah. damaged yeah. by these events. See, that's and that's that's the Alex Jones mo. Alex yes. Jones says that I would like to I would like to um in in an attempt to steer this back to a fucking comedy <laughs> podcast, which. You have not done one bit. Um, the water's also turned the frogs gay, guys. And <laughs> and we gotta deal with this problem. People. People. Yeah. Hillary Clinton smells like sulfur. Oh my god, Hillary smells and Obama. Smells like sulfur. Smell like sulfur. Because they have demons in them. You. They have deep. Thank you. This is better. This is what I'm like. But seriously. So Alex Jones is a crazy fucking person. Yeah, seriously. He's an insane person who's been perpetuating these ideas on social media in whatever way he can get his hands on. Yeah. And for years. Oh, it's been a for long. And, and years. For years. For it's, almost a decade. It's, it's, it's very important that, um, like, what you said. It's, it's absolutely true. It's serious. Because what happens is... He says out loud to these gullible people, um, no, none of these things that you think happen, happen. But some of these things that I think might have happened, happen. So maybe we should look into that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't believe that this mass shooting happened. I don't believe th- that the government is putting chemicals into your water to turn frogs in. I'm not sure at all if, if a bunch of children got gunned down. At all. I'm not sure. However, I do know pretty much for a fact that Hillary Clinton has a pedophile ring in a goddamn pizza place. Pizza game. <laughs> like, like, this is, this is the kind of thing that he perpetuates where it's like, it's, it's funny until you think about the danger that happens. Yes, because of his views, families of the new town victims have been harassed and assaulted. Yeah. Because their kids died. 
Yeah. Because their kids were murdered. Yeah. They've gotten harassed and assaulted. They've gotten death threats. They've gotten because, death threats. Because Alex Jones told his viewers that they were liars. They were lying, that they're, they're crisis actors, that their children didn't exist. Yeah. This is the craziest. St- um, Stone Marjorie. Is that mm-hmm. that's the school? Stone Marjorie yeah. Douglas. Stone Marjorie Douglas Parkland. students in Parkland who, who dared to speak up about Parkland. about the the shooting that occurred at their school. Yeah, they've gotten harassed by Alex Jones listeners. Yeah, and viewers because it didn't because happen. Because Alex Jones told them it didn't happen because yeah. he told them they were crisis actors. They were liars. They were paid. By the government or liberals or Democrats to say that their school got shot up in front of them. And it took almost a decade for Facebook and YouTube to do something about it. And we're honestly, it's like at this point, Facebook and YouTube expect us to clap. Yep. Good job, guys. (laughs) You banned Alex Jones. The fucking asshole who's been perpetuating lies and hate speech and bullying and harassment against users, against your terms of service for almost a decade. Can I say, and I'm not sure how long he's had any of these things, so you're saying almost a decade. I don't know specifically. I'm not going to wager a guess. I believe you're probably right, but I'm not going to wager a guess, but, but... I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Why the fuck are we congratulating these people <laughs> yeah. who who decided at the very last minute, hey, maybe this guy's dangerous. Maybe we should knock it off. And honestly, you're gonna wanna go to the first person. Like the first the first group that said this is a bad thing and we're done. But I don't wanna fucking congratulate them either. Because <laughs> it's been too long. It's been too long. He's been doing this for so long. He's been doing this. It's nuts. I had to watch a goddamn Alex Jones video in college. And I'm not sure. And I I will not say my professor's name. Um, that, that showed me the video. And it's not the one that I want to come on the podcast. So, Dr. Shrine, you are always welcome. But <laughs> I had to watch a fucking video about Alex Jones trying to go to, I don't even remember what the Secret Society video, it it was, he was trying to go to a Secret Society, he was trying to break into a Secret Society uh, meeting, and they're like, hey, you're gonna have to leave, and he's like, why, I'm just trying to get the truth, and it's like, well, you're on private property, (laughs) so you have to go, he's like, what, so you're trying to let me get the truth, I just want to get the truth, you guys aren't letting me get the truth, dude, if someone was at your house and was like, "You, I own this house. Go. You have to go." He do, he does this thing where, mm-hmm. when it's when it's him, he deserves his privacy. Yeah. When it's others, fuck them. I'm trying to find out the truth of whatever chemicals they're putting in there to make frogs slash children slash men slash women gay. And similarly, um, for the platform. <laughs> Yeah. The platforms themselves, like yeah. Facebook and YouTube. Mm-hmm. When it's a popular viewer-driven user like Alex Jones, why would they? Why they would they do stick anything? around for years? If it's a woman breastfeeding a baby 
Oh my god, that's nudity. Oh, seriously? Get off immediately. Not even this. Oh my god. A nipple would be gotten. A nipple would be shot off of Facebook with a goddamn <laughs> so sniper fast. rifle. So fast. So fast. So fast. But don't worry. Don't the, worry. I'll call the, the parents of the Newtown victims of those six year old children. Yeah. Yeah. Liars. And it's fine. Guys, go out and harass them. It's fine. Please don't. Because Facebook, and he has a lot of viewers. The uh, the official... Oh, I really like all the viewers we're getting. The the official position of the uh, <laughs> Alcoholics podcast is don't go out and harass any uh, gunshot victims yeah. or their families. Just I don't do it. I hope their lawsuit wipes Alex Jones's value nope. in any way off the map. I, I hope he is living on the streets hey, after their lawsuit. Can I just point out, uh, don't worry, because there's also GoFundMe, and they oh, will... that's true. I'm sure uh, they'll raise a ton of money GoFund, they will. Jones. Someone will make a GoFundMe page for Alex Jones, or more more uh, realistically, Alex Jones will make a GoFundMe page for Alex Jones uh, <laughs> guised as Dalex Bones. <laughs> he's going to get that. He's going to get all that money, and... Um, GoFundMe's gonna get a cut of it, and they won't say a goddamn word yeah. because GoFundMe Sorry. is a garbage website. Sorry, can, can I, as our final thought, can you recommend? It's not the final thought. There's just another. Our topic. final thought about Alex okay. Jones. Can okay. Can you recommend that video um, by that indie okay. band? There is okay. <laughs> I will say this: there is an uh, there is a wonderful video. Where they turned a bunch of Alex Jones rants into a into an indie song, um, and it is amazing. It's from uh, it's on a page called uh, Super Deluxe. Uh, if you type in on YouTube Alex Jones rants as an indie folk song, <laughs> you will find it's it. It's honestly beautiful. It is honestly not even just like it's funny. I like the song. Yeah, I, <laughs> I like the song. And I kind of just like, I'm like, well, when's Alex Jones going to put out that EP? Because I think he's putting <laughs> out, his lyrics are pretty good. You know, Dad. sulfur, demons, the like. <laughs> the like are talked about in that song, and it's beautiful. Please, I agree. Please listen to it. Oh if you God. don't know about what Alex Jones does. Yeah. And if you do know, you'll enjoy it as well. If you do know what Alex Jones does, and you listen to Alex Jones... Question yourself. <laughs> yes. Forever. If, I feel like if you know what Alex Jones sounds and you listen to it, you're not listening to this podcast. I, I feel, yeah, that or I feel like if you, uh, or you hate listening to this podcast. You hate listening to this podcast. I think a lot of, I, I, I really hope a lot of people kind of like hate listening to this podcast where they're like, so. where they're like, I, ugh, terrain is stupid fucking opinion. <laughs> <laughs> so. We're going to end the night on a topic that I'm fond of, but a lot of other progressives are not. Yeah. Um, and that topic is Minority Leader Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> Former Speaker of the House. Former Speaker of the House. Um, is she the first? She's was the first female Speaker of the House. I think wrong? she was the first female Speaker of the House. Um, she... Is representative from California. Yeah, representative representative from California constantly in the news, yes. um, because of the fact that everyone hates her on both sides of the aisle. Apparently, yeah. 
Um, Nancy Pelosi uh, was, she was the 52nd Speaker of the House from 2007 until 2011 when we had to give that gavel back. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, in 2018, we're taking that fucking gavel back. I I'm not sure if it's, I'm are. not sure if it's going back to Nancy, but it's, I don't think it is. I don't think it is, <laughs> mostly because of all the progressives that hate her. Um, so... We have we're living in this weird situation where um, a lot of um, progressives and like new candidates, uh, when they come out, like younger candidates, they're like, mm, "I'm not going to support Nancy Pelosi uh, for Speaker of the House," and I don't completely understand the hate for Nancy Pelosi. I don't know if you do, but I would like you to talk about what you think about the disdain for Nancy yeah. Pelosi that seems to exist in obviously we understand the the Republican realm. The Republican the Republican realm, sometimes she kicks their asses up and down the fucking house floor. Mm-hmm. That's fine. That makes sense. It's just it's the same way that I hate Mitch McConnell because Mitch McConnell, even though he's the worst, he's extremely effective. He took a fucking Supreme Court seat away from the Democrats. Right. So I hate him not not just because he's awful and he looks like Yertle the Turtle and he uh, goes out of his way to make things fucking terrible for everybody, but he was effective as he's what well, sorry still is effective as job. Mm-hmm. He's a he's doing a great job at his job of doing a terrible thing for the country, but. <laughs> I have to respect that, because that's what he's doing. Well, I think that, unfortunately, similar to the way the conservatives were able to get the Affordable Care Act um, to be viewed in the public opinion in such a negative way, they were able to get Nancy Pelosi to also be viewed in the public opinion in a really negative way. And I think that is similar to the way Hillary Clinton was viewed by the public in a horrible way. Um, Popular Democrat um, really hasn't had a ton of scandal. Some, a couple of things here and there that really shouldn't have derailed her career, but she is a woman. So she's held to a higher standard than a Harry Reid or a Mitch McConnell or a Ryan, Paul Ryan. Um, so wait, are you, so wait, now I just want to, I just want to, so are we saying that the, the, the difficulty with, um, accepting Nancy Pelosi as a, as a sexism thing? I believe at its base, that is what it is. I think the Republicans have been extremely effective in their campaign in painting her as an extreme liberal who's going to bring socialism and and terrible death debt to the country. Um, Wait, did death. you mean death or debt? No, I meant death. Okay, debt. debt. Just want to point lack out of money, right? Is what I meant. So um, wait, so just to, I just want to be very clear. Uh, they don't think she's going to bring death, right? I mean, those death panels were attributed. Okay, to fair her. enough. Nope, nope. To I, be fair, I retract. You got it. To be fair, how many death panels have we seen lately, guys? I think like six, <laughs> I think, at least. I, 
I honestly think it's an issue rooted in sexism. And at the same time, I think the progressives have latched onto it as an issue rooted in youth. Um, she's been a representative for many years. She's an older woman. She's been around a while. Uh, I believe that it's in the best interest of the Democratic Party to move on from Nancy Pelosi. See, I'm not sure if I agree or disagree. Because uh, I, I think personally, uh, when you look at the body of work that Nancy Pelosi has done, she's done amazing things for the Democratic Party. So, but I do want to, I do want to further explore. What do you, what specifically do you think uh, makes it like a sexism issue? I just feel like Harry Reid got less hate. I feel like Mitch McConnell gets less hate. Paul Ryan gets less hate. It's really easy for the Republicans to say Nancy Pelosi is a monster without any sort of backing to that claim. I think it's a, a similar sentiment to what they were able to use to get people to hate Hillary Clinton. A woman leader is easy to hate. She's shrill. She's uh, controlling. She is emotional. I, I just think it's the same thing. Can I push back real quick based on what you said, though? Um, I, I agree with the Harry Reid and Mitch McConnell. Paul Ryan's a young guy. Not... not young but he's not a, in terms of he's uh, yeah in terms of a politician he's yeah. not an old person yeah so speaker of the as speaker of the house he's a younger human being um than someone like who would be nancy pelosi mm -hmm. like so when you're saying well paul ryan got less hate he got less hate like a lot of the a lot of the progressives that are that are because there are democrats that are running now it's democrats that are running that are saying, I'm not sure if I'm going to support Nancy Pelosi yeah. as the speaker. Nancy Pelosi is extremely unpopular. But but some of but the main from what I hear from progressives from um, Democrats running, it's I it's it's not about policy. It's about uh, it's about the generation. Yeah, they that's want exactly what I'm saying. Okay. That's exactly what I'm saying. It's not about the things that Pelosi has pushed. It's not about the policies that she has helped enact. It's not about the policies she has supported or the policies that she's been against. It's about her age and how people in the country look at her. She is viewed by the country as too progressive, too extreme, by the conservatives and too old and too out of date by the liberals. Okay, but in the same breath, isn't Paul Ryan viewed as um, too conservative, too budget-minded, or too um, constringent on the left? And then on the right, he's viewed as uh, not constringent enough, um, a cuck, a guy who won't subscribe to every Trump view, but also a guy who subscribes to a lot of Trump views. I believe that 
Brian is viewed similarly by the left and the right. Uh, mm -hmm. The left feels like he's trying to be more neutral yeah. uh, regarding Trump, that he tries to not criticize him enough. I think that's while true. While being... That's, what, uh, while that's not, my deal. While for... not being a, <laughs> a Trumpist at heart. Yeah, he's not a... Um, he... And the, the well, right feels like he's not, not enough, enough of a Trumpist. So I feel like those are similar. We, at the left, we're not conservatives. We obviously feel like he's not doing enough to fight back against Trump and the... He's not doing... Well, so, enough? Trump. He's not doing anything. He does, he does issue statements against him from time to time. That's about... When? He does time. not issue... He issues statements against... Maybe if Trump had said this, I would have said this. Yeah. He they're doesn't... Not, they're not strong enough. They're not strong they're at all. <laughs> they're more he, than anyone else on the right is doing. That's not true. Besides those who are resigning. That's not true. You've got... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There you go. You actually got me right now. And he one. also is resigning. <laughs> he also is resigning, but yeah. still... See, that's the problem. He's it's resigning, not, but still doesn't have a fucking backbone. not the, the same attitude that is expressed towards Nancy Pelosi in any way, and nobody can argue Nancy, that it is Nancy similar. Pelosi isn't resi resigning no. or retiring. No, she's, she's not. She's going to fucking win again. She should resign from the speakership, from the minority leadership. I believe that she should at this point. Because she is so hated... Across the country, it is a liability to the Democratic Party. I don't believe, I honestly do not believe she has done anything to deserve it. I really don't. But to help the Democratic Party at this point, I think she should give it up and move it on to a younger So when she, she, when she gives it up and moves it on, how do we stop uh, the negative uh, publicity from the right wing to create another cycle where our minority our minority or majority leader is hated. Sorry, not at that point will be the speaker. My apologies. You don't necessarily get to stop that. You you really don't have an avenue to stop it from the right whoever we appoint, they're going to think is crazy liberal, a socialist or whatever. Okay. But, so but we can appoint somebody who doesn't have the baggage that that they can't use in their elections to say this is a Pelosi acolyte. This is somebody who's just going to vote with what Pelosi says. Right, but then when you get the younger you when you get the younger people that are running for Congress, when you get the younger people that may be going for that uh, that House speakership. Um, it's going to be a more left wing, so yeah. so people in right wing circles are still going to hate them anyway, and they're not. still going to run ads against them anyway. So at that point, why not have someone like Pelosi who knows how to knock heads and win? There is nothing the Democrats can do to salvage Pelosi's reputation across the country. She doesn't have there to win across the country. Yes, she does. No, she does not. She does for the sake of the rest of the seats in the House. Who do you think is the bigger liability, Pelosi or Trump? I would hope Trump, but we're trying to get. But I'm asking. We're no. trying to get the seats that Trump won. 
I'm asking. And Pelosi doesn't help in any way. I'm asking you. I'm telling you. That's my answer. You think that Pelosi's the bigger liability? That's not what I said. That's what I'm asking you. That's not what I said. I, know, I said I'm, Trump. I, you, okay, so Trump is the bigger liability. You yes, didn't say but that. Pel- yes, I did. No. And Pelosi does not help. We're going to play this too. Pelosi back. does not help in any way we'll with those seats. She doesn't help in any way. But she doesn't have to help. She hurts. She hurts those seats. She needs to step aside. It's not her fault. It's so, not because of anything she did, but to help, to assist the Democratic Party, she needs to come out and say that she is I not... I will not be running for yes. speaker. I will yes. not be running for speaker of the House. Yes. So, okay. So you... That's fair. All right. So my, my question then is... Um, Just the same thing that no, I no, don't no. want Hillary running again. I do. Do <laughs> so, you, though? Nah, I would vote for her again, but... You would vote for her again, but do you want her to run again? Do you think that would be beneficial to the Democrats? But you didn't let me ask my question. Well, suck it up, bitch. All right, I'll suck it up, bitch. Um, no, you're probably right. I think no. overall, I don't think Hillary Clinton should run again. I think Hillary Clinton should, uh, unfortunately. We do both all, think she'd be great. I think I think she'd be a great president. I think she. It's not beneficial. Should, could she be the president of my household? Because I can ask some questions. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> Whoa! Hey! Okay. Um, so, so, should we go in not knowing who the speaker would be? Do you think that's, and think that's the, better? Do you think that's better where I there's no, there's no, there's no possible way for them to figure out who we should campaign against as speaker? I honestly think that would be helpful to us. But how? Because they're still going to campaign against because Nancy Pelosi as speaker. Nancy Pelosi is a known enemy Can to I... many Americans for no good reason. But it's true. Can I... She is a known enemy because of the advertisements and the smear campaigns that the Republicans have put forward. <laughs> so, no. All right, good. So, Somebody do you think... Do you think? Do you think? Do you think? Do you think? Do you think that if we, uh, if Nancy Pelosi announces I am not running for speaker, what do you think? Because I think there are uh, like a couple of options that can happen, where no one says anything, and everyone keeps running for twenty eighteen midterms, and we don't have an acknowledged. Speaker of the United, uh, the Speaker of our uh, 2018 House, and that that may be good. That may be very good. Where we don't have a person that everyone can pin all of their problems on, or we don't have a we don't have a leader, and everyone still goes after Nancy Pelosi. Do you think that's still a possibility? Really? I think the first one is what would happen. So, really, you think if Nancy Pelosi s- said, I'm not running for speaker, I'm going to win my house seat, so I'm not going to not run for that, because I'm yeah. going to win my fucking house seat, because fuck all y'all. I'm not running for speaker, I'm not running for minority leader, I'm giving up a leadership She's... position in the Democratic Party. I absolutely think that would aid the Democratic Party in the midterm elections. I don't think it's right. 
I don't think it should be what happens. I think it's what would happen. See, I'm, people suck. See, I'm having this problem because I fucking... I would love, I would honestly love to hear the reasons people hate Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> what they believe Nancy Pelosi did. Because they have no idea. They honestly don't. But they strongly feel that she is an enemy to their beliefs. And it would be beneficial to the Democrats to move on. And it would be beneficial for her to voluntarily let them. How would it... Wait. How it would, would it be, be bene- beneficial to the party. The party. For her. Not for her. Yes. Unless... I mean, advantage does she have by being speaker at this point? Because she gets to be, be the fucking speaker. So she has power. What yeah. What does she get from having power? She has power. See, so. so that's not a good thing. That's not a good, having power. Not for the party. Power is not a good thing. Not for the party. Not, not for the for party. Her? But what for her. is good for her? Because she still gets her ideas and thoughts in there. You don't think And she'd... pushed forward. Alright. I don't know, I don't know how progressive Nancy Pelosi is. I think Nancy Pelosi is quite pro- pro- quite progressive. That said, I think if she has if she has the speakership, she gets to push her things more than she gets to push what other progressives want, like myself. I think I am a I think I'm a, I'm a progressive. I'm a progressive democrat. Um I think that you are also a progressive democrat. Um, and we sometimes may have may differ on what we think is the number one, number two, and number three priority. But I think overall, Nancy Pelosi wants to have what she thinks are priorities uh, on the forefront. And if she doesn't have that power, she doesn't get to make those moves. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? So do I you, think. Letting a more progressive individual take that spot is helpful for everybody. Not her. I agree with you. So why should we be for her having I more see power there. for her stop. own personal beliefs? Stop. stop. That's what I was about to say. What I was about to say was, I agree with you. It's more. Progr- it's better for everyone but her. She doesn't get to, she doesn't get to... Well, if she's an American patriot and a true Democrat, then she should be for what will benefit the Democratic Party and not what benefits her. I agree. I agree. And honestly, if she hears that there is a groundswell of uh, Democrats who say she's not going to be the leader, she should step down and decide she's not going to be the leader. I think that I think that she should do it herself rather than the Democrats having to do it for her. Do you agree? I absolutely agree. I don't think that's what's going to happen, though. What do you think is going to happen? I think she's going to fight for her spot. I think it's, she sh- It's going to be damaging to the Democrats. I mean, I think she's going to fight for Democrats in the midterms and the only way that she's going to have that issue is if I mean honestly no I think she's honestly fine if we the issue is going to be if we win the house and there's a split so step one is win the house 
right? Well, I think that step one is her saying she wouldn't run, and that will help us win the house. I don't. <laughs> so we have now. There we go. We've come to an. We've we've come to an impasse. I think that Nancy should run. You think Nancy should not? So are you saying Nancy should not run at all? She should say I'm not running at all. Yes. Or should she say I'm running, and if I lose, whatever you guys want to do, I'll game. No, I'm saying she should not run for speaker or minority leader. Okay. I disagree strongly. I think that Nancy Pelosi has uh, been a progressive voice over a long amount of time. I think that she's done a lot of work for the Democratic Party, and I think I that didn't she's. Disagree with any of that. I'm not saying you did. I just think that she has. At every turn, on oh, sorry, at almost every turn, uh, she has flexed her muscles uh, for the Democratic Party, for the progressive movement, and I hope she continues it. I think Hillary Clinton has done the same, but I think it's definitely time for her to step aside. I think it's time for Hillary Clinton to step aside as well. Because so I also think it's time for Nancy Pelosi to step aside. Nancy Pelosi didn't lose. All right. <laughs> and we have reached the end of the show. My uh, <laughs> my wonderful guest really wants to do the blood alcohol content level and tell you guys how it is. So she's going to blow that in there, and I will tell you that, guys, midterms are coming up, and it's very important to register to vote. Register to vote. I will register to vote. And I think you also should register to vote. You're already registered to vote. I am already. <laughs> I am. And just so, just so we all know. Yep. I blew a point one five. I haven't had a drink for like 45 minutes. <laughs> I'm pretty drunk. I'm really tired. Oh, God. Uh, I could fall asleep like right now. Not good. Uh, we're gonna have Terrain give a blow. You can probably hear this beeping from our breathalyzer. <laughs> but hopefully this gives you some context as <laughs> to how drunk we are. Because I feel like sometimes it doesn't come across. I want to point out that I don't believe my rating. I believe his rating 100%. My rating's not real. I was .15. What are you, Terrain? I may have, I may or may not, and who knows, I may or may not have been a point two zero. but that's not what's important. What's important is... I know is, that he blew a point two zero. What's important is, we keep listening to this podcast. What's important is I go to bed. <laughs> Alright. Well, we're gonna, yeah. And snuggle my kitties. Alright, cool. <laughs> Just want to thank everybody who's <laughs> listening, who's still listening. Thank you. I appreciate you. Andy, um, <laughs> and uh, I hope you all have a wonderful night. I'll see you next week. Cheers. Cheers.